and welcome to At the Devil's Ball. My name is Nathaniel. I am the co-host of this particular podcast where we talk about things in a positive and constructive manner. And with me, as always, is my co-host, the, the my lovely assistant, <laughs> if you will, uh, Samuel Newman. Hello. Welcome. And this is my co- co-host. This is Vincent. Hello. Oh, we got... We got Vincent yep. here, uh, which is a, which he, you can't see, but it's a skeleton yes, creature, it's nice. uh, with a glowing glow in the dark skeleton, which is kind of cool. So that and that works for our, our continued uh, uh, continuing our theme this month of Halloween, yes, the most uh, wonderful time of the year. Yeah, and and this week we've got uh, one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. It's it's absolutely my favorite uh, Halloween film, uh, even more than John Carpenter's Halloween. What? Uh, what? Yes, well, for me right. anyway. I I uh, I love this movie. I've always loved this film, um, and uh, which is Night of the Demons. Yes. Uh, directed by Kevin S. Tenney, uh, 1988, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Uh, opened October 14th, 1988. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, but yeah, I absolutely love this movie. So I'm really excited to talk about it. And uh, I've seen it so many times. I don't even have notes for this. I just wow. I just know this movie so well. Um. And so, uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we've got a guest on, uh, my, uh, my good friend Janice, back from uh, back home in uh, Portland, Maine. Uh, I don't think she's in Portland, Maine anymore, but, uh, but we'll be bringing her up in just a minute after Sam does the vital stats. All right, so we've already established it was 1988. Uh, how do you want to describe this? Originally, it was uh, it was titled as Halloween Party, but uh, yes, yeah, John Carpenter's people threatened to, to basically sue. <laughs> or Right, uh, right. And then... They basically said, you know, yeah, you could probably win this case, but we're not going to, you know, help you next time. So they decided to sure. change it to Night of the Demons, which I think uh, I think it works as a title. Um, I don't know. Uh, which one do yeah. you prefer? I mean, it's Halloween Party fits and Night of the Demons fits, so it's not really a, a loss, I don't think. I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like Night of the Demons gives you a little bit more idea of what the movie's about, I think. Yeah. But yeah, yeah uh, uh, but I, I, I feel like there should have been like, I mean, Night of the Demons might be a little bit of a long title, right. but uh but yeah, uh, Halloween party I think would have just been was too generic. Yeah, in my opinion. a little generic. Um, yeah. So, anyways, it starred uh, Hal Havens as Stooge, Allison Barron as Helen, Alvin Alexis as Roger, the man who lives, um, Harold Ayer as the old man, uh, Billy Gallo as Sal, uh, Kathy Podwell as Judy, and we've got of course Linnea Quigley as Suzanne, yes. uh, yep. who just you know owns everything she's ever in. Absolutely. Uh, and Amelia Kincaid as Angela. Mm-hmm. And we've yep. got uh, so, Jill Tarashita as Franny, who's almost not in the movie enough. Not in the, not but, in the movie very much. No. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the main cast. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so let's bring up, uh, let's bring up our guest Janice. Yep. We'll see you on the other side. Absolutely. And now we have... Janice with us, an old friend of mine from Portland. And a new friend of mine. Hello. And a new friend of mine. Hi. So I'm really glad you're here, Janice. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this is uh, one of my absolute favorite films. I talked about that on the intro. Um, and uh, I'm glad that you're here as well because I know that, you're for, A, you're a fan of this film, correct? Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is that because this movie is so is tied very heavily into my whole, like, history like I fell in love with this movie I think in high school and I've ha- I've shown this part uh, this movie at like little parties I think you were actually at one of them um, Probably. once upon a time yeah and it's always been a crowd pleaser 
And um, I think it's it's the movie for like a Halloween party if you're going to show a movie showing Night of the Demons. So like there's a little bit of that tie. Like yeah, I knew you back then <laughs> and Night of the Demons has been back then. So uh, so moving forward with this movie is just pretty rad for me. Uh, but I used to rent this movie every other week at the Home Vision video in Saco, Maine, where I grew up. And uh, probably would rent it at least once a week and would watch it every nice. every damn week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Janet says the guest, uh, what, where do you, where would you like to start? What's, what's your thoughts on Night of the Demons? Oh boy. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love this movie too. Uh, it is one of my favorites. I usually watch it a little closer to Halloween. Yeah. Um, but since 2020, like time is meaningless. Exactly. All October is Halloween. We're mm-hmm. pretty, Halloween was yesterday, today, and it's, in a couple weeks. So. It was every day. <laughs> Yep. I, I try to live my life by the adage keep Halloween in your heart all year round but especially this year it's just like oh, yeah. <laughs> forget it it's Halloween every day <laughs> yeah I love it um, I mean I love possession movies regardless of how good or bad quote unquote they might be sure um, I honestly I genuinely love Linnea Quigley like there's something yeah, just so great. endearing about her and she loves what she does and I love seeing that um, mm-hmm. there's a haunted house there's a Halloween party there's a goth chick who is so cool yeah. <laughs> she really um, is yeah. it has like everything that I want mm-hmm. for a silly fun movie that you can watch over and over again <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, so Sam what do you think what, uh, what's your general uh, we didn't really get into it in right, the right. Uh, intro um, you know, I didn't, I didn't catch this one until I was already like an adult. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly when, but it was probably 2000, between 2000 and 2005. Yep. Um, so I, I don't have the same connection with it as, as, as you guys do. Um, I like it, but it's not like, you know, required reading as we, as we would say. Um, it's sure. something I, I've watched maybe this would maybe six or seven times, not including this, this broadcast. Sure. Um, so okay. it, I, I I dig it. Um, once it, once the ball gets rolling, I think it's it's really great. But I feel like it takes too long to get the ball rolling. See, I have um, I feel the opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I feel like I feel like I could watch right. these characters in any movie ever. I I mean, I don't want to always be the guy who's like the contrary opinion. But oh like, no no, no. <laughs> sure it doesn't it doesn't mean the same to me as as it means to you two guys. Um, so it's like it's uh what like I said, the parts that I I love are freaking great, you know, and right. Leia Quigley is always great to watch on screen. She always puts in a powerful performance. She always gets your attention, even if it's just by <laughs> sh- showing things that probably shouldn't be in an R rated film, which <laughs> watching her watching her intro to this to this, I'm like, how was this an R rating? We are looking at her, you know, cracks acts- so <laughs> long. Yeah. The, the the more uh, actually the more common version of this film uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's actually the one that's still on Prime. I think is actually right. the non-rated version. Ah, okay. uh, originally, right. there was the R-rated version, and then what I think what was released on home video was basically right. the not-rated so version. Did they? Yeah. Did they maybe cut that scene down a little bit? Or I don't even know. But I'm not yeah, sure. The, I've the, seen the non-rated, uh, the, the regular uh, rated version. Yeah, the the the, the store scene at the beginning where they introduce her. But yeah, what's right. what's. Once things start going, you know, sideways, I think it's 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 a it's a thrill ride all the way to the end, yeah. and it keeps a good pace. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I would watch these characters. I, I feel like this movie, the what really stands out for me this in this movie mm-hmm. is that the characters are actually, I think, pretty interesting before demons right. start happening. There's there's a lived in quality to them, right? That I don't think we get in a lot of films of this kind. Um, let me and, let me ask you guys about the characters. Uh, and maybe it's just the way I, I I saw it this time or the last time. Sure. 
are these characters friends? Uh, and it, they don't really seem to like each other very much for the most part. Well, and that's um, well, that's to my point. I, I, I right. feel like the idea is that we have like two or three different groups of people who are being invited to this party. Right. And uh, and that's what I mean is I probably could watch this movie if it just if demons never showed up and it just turned into like a weird like porky sex comedy. Right. right. I could still watch yeah. this movie. But <laughs> I would but, probably mute uh, Stooge a lot more if if, if nothing else happened because I find yeah. him very. Unpleasant. He's rough. Unpleasant, <laughs> he's, rough. We'll say. Uh, he's one of my. Favorites, he's supposed so. to be unpleasant, but you yes. know, has... yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, like I, to the, to the degree of that, yes, I believe that, like you know, uh, Jay is probably friends with Max, right? And then Max is dating. Uh, so, so you think all the different groups of people just have one connecting person? That's like this guy knows this guy who's. Well, I think I think it was friends. I think it was Angela. I think yeah, Angela yeah. Angela invited. Uh, I thought about this actually a lot when I was watching it uh, just uh, again, which was the idea Mm -hmm. of Angela invites Jay Mm -hmm. to come to the party. Jay uh, Jay wants to bring Judy to the party because he still subscribes to the kind of bullshit. uh, When women are scared, they get intimate um, thing, which has been written about to death uh, in actual like film analysis. Like that, that, the idea of like, you know, uh, you bring a girlfriend to the horror movie and she like, Huddles right. against you, and therefore you get a chance to like touch her and stuff. Yeah. Because... Usually, when I usually when I take my wife to a horror movie, when I you know use that once a year card, where I'm like, I, we need to go see this. Um, mm. You know, she is she she's she's not glabbing on to me. She's usually mad at me by the end. Right. <laughs> she's like, right. She's like, why did you bring me to this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I maybe have one cliche date of the right. girl hiding on the shoulder kind of deal right. once, maybe uh, years and years and years ago. Uh, but it, what and what's actually pointed out a lot in those uh, in those essays is basically the idea that actually women are more frequently to go to these movies on their own anyway. The actual, right. yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. Mean. Janice Janice raises her head right. and uh, yeah, they, the, but yeah, it's actually the demographics are actually like fifty two percent female or something like that mm. for most horror films anyway. Um, but uh, which is so, weird because they're you know so marketed to men overall, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that's the idea is that Jay like Jay. He's going to bring Judy to this house because he thinks she'll like jump into his arms. Mm-hmm. Max is going to go because he's a history buff and apparently really digs the house anyway. Right. Drags his girlfriend along. She seems to be share more or less his morbid curiosity about the house. And then Angela invites Stooge to come because he can get beer. Right. I think that's the idea. I mean, we see Stooge and Roger bringing in a huge cooler full of alcohol mm-hmm. where they got it as 17 year olds. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. But, um, and we don't see Angela or uh, when Angela and her relationship with uh, Suzanne is a little bit weird. I don't know where that came from exactly. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense other than they like having fun right. and misbehaving. Maybe. That's about I mean, all I got. <laughs> that might be the idea. I, yeah. The, the thing when I was watching it, because like I said, I haven't seen it a whole bunch of times. So every time it's like almost kind of new to me and I, you know, kind of forget it between watchings other than, you know, certain segments. Sure. Um it felt to me like this was all a setup by, like it was going to be like it was. This was all a setup by Angela to get revenge for something, you know, and it didn't really pan out like that. So she certainly has, she certainly bit, has yeah. that moment where she because they, they're kind of like, well, uh, we're going to this goth chicks party. What the hell, you know? <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah. and that's where I started questioning like their relationships to one another because I'm like, well, you, none of you really seem to like Angela that much. Why are you here, you know? So well, were they were they high school kids? They were they were the oldest high school kids in existence. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, it was definitely like she stayed after school to help with the homeless. Uh, right. They were going to go to a school dance. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like these are supposed to be high school kids. Uh, yeah. I yeah. guess it's never it's, explicitly stated, but... Yeah, but they're definitely supposed to be, like, you know, uh, seniors, probably, you know. Yeah. Or juniors or seniors, at least, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because I got the feeling that... Um... They're all, like, you know, past college age, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> the actors, the actors. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It was what a 90210 type of thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what, was you, what were you saying, Janice? Uh, this... I felt like a couple of them were probably invited strictly because they are high school kids who can get beer. Right. So, like, they can tolerate having them there, but, like, yeah, they're yeah. bringing the beer. Right. <laughs> it, it seems kind of, like, standard. Well, they mean, we do see Angela's car outside also does have, uh, like, anarchy symbols and stuff that is <laughs> right. also on Stooge's shirt. So maybe there's some sort of relationship there in the sense that they're both counterculture, yeah. right? like, mm-hmm. punk, a- punk angry people. Um, but yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, I guess, An- I guess Angela was probably got, was probably goth before this. Uh, I think so. Just, yeah. Is that we're supposed to say it? Although, uh, uh, Judy does say, I can't wait to meet her family. She probably lives at a Belfry. Like right. that she's the weird girl in history class. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess that would, to me, that explains why they are all mm-hmm. at the party at the very least. But no, I, I, to your point, no, I don't, I don't think they're friends. I don't think right. they probably, this is sort of like a. A breakfast club kind of scenario, I think, where it was a bunch of people get together because they know they can get drunk at a secluded right. location and not be bothered. Um, and also never get any help because, yeah. you know, and then they'll die about one by one. That's how these things should go. Yeah. Most yeah. most parties I'm at, I, I kind of wish at one point or another that everybody starts getting picked off. But, you know, right. maybe right. that's just me being antisocial. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'd never go to a party in an abandoned funeral home in the first place because I watched too many horror movies. But Oh, my God. I would. I probably yeah. would. You probably when would I was younger. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, yeah I, I had gone to uh, an old TB and mental hospital uh, after I graduated nice. high school. We mm-hmm enter the building um yeah. <laughs> definitely did not break in right right right. <laughs> so i'd probably have done something stupid like an old funeral parlor <laughs> yeah yeah well uh okay so uh let me ask you this uh we'll start with janice like, who is that who which character stands out to you the most in this film like wh- who's janice's favorite character surprisingly on this rewatch i think it was sal <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan he, of sal like yeah. he he didn't pull any of the stupid moves of like i'm gonna go investigate this or no. oh this this chick really wants me now but she's acting weird but go for it he was like right. no nah, i'm out of here this is I'm weird yeah. <laughs> you should stay away from her i'm leaving yeah. and he was actually a good guy when they kind of set him up to be the the creeper yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was my that was something I thought about when watching it this last time. Was uh, I don't think it's an accident that there's uh, a certain grease like quality of Sal and Judy, mm. right? Uh, including like the backstory that like when Jay kind of is a dick and throws it in her face and says, "I know you slept with Sal," and she's like, "Well, I went out with him," and it's implied she did sleep mm. with Sal, although maybe she didn't. She doesn't know Jay in a, uh, an explanation, but. Um, right. But uh, I, I, think I felt I felt like he was just saying that he, he did it with her that she wasn't actually she did wasn't actually with Sal. But she doesn't. That was my reading on it. At least. She doesn't deny it, right? Um, but I think that there's something to the idea, and the, with how much Sal, I noticed particularly in this rewatch, how much Sal is working so hard to protect Judy mm-hmm. and find Judy. And the only reason why he's at the party is because he wants to find Judy. I think that there's a sort of an idea of there was this relationship that maybe he was a jerk. She didn't want to see him again, and he regrets it. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I mean, there is a little <laughs> bit of that, like, where uh, after everybody separates mm-hmm. and he and Stooge are left with Angela and Suzanne, there's a little bit of a, well, maybe I'll get some here. But once shit, uh, once the shit at the fans, all Sal is doing is trying to protect Judy. Find Judy, protect right. Judy. He's set up to be a hero in the second act. And then yeah. he gets and then he gets killed off uh, heroically as the only heroic death in the film. Um, but so, I mean, I, I you guys read that at all? Do you think there's maybe like a little bit of a Grease reference there? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like yeah. when he first, you know, showed up, I'm like, hey, I'm Sal. I'm, I'm the new kid from Jersey. You know, just, <laughs> right. And but yeah, like once it once it started rolling, especially um, the costuming choices for yeah. a lot of the characters, you know, felt a little inspired by the 50s. Uh, with a little bit punk thrown in, so yeah, I could see the grease thing definitely. Yeah, in there. I feel like there was that that oh, oh summer nights between right. Sal and, and Judy, and then it didn't so work. Did and she, now, so did she put up a fight? Is the, yeah. is the question of the movie, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but he but the idea that yeah, he actually wants her back to the point where right. he had showed up at her house twice that night to try and find her. She'd been right. late, so he didn't see her the first time. He you know, has that really weird scene with uh, Donnie Jeffcoat Jr. Yeah. Uh, when I looked up, the, when I saw his name, like, wait a minute, is that the Donnie Jeffcoat from <laughs> Wild and Crazy Kids? Yeah. Oh, it was. Yep. I, <laughs> he had a, I, yeah, I don't know he, the guy. I don't know the gentleman. What, what? He had a little bit of a career after uh, uh, after this movie. but uh, and, and he's so, uh, it's so bizarre in this particular film because I think he's he's given a lot of screen time early on and you keep expecting him to, like, ride his bike out to Hull House or something, that he's right. going to yeah. become part of this narrative, and he never shows up again. Right. Um, and He's which just is really, there to talk about his sister's boobies, boobs, which is right. really yeah. creepy. Yeah. yeah. But then there's that weird moment where he, like, is almost defensive towards Jay. Like, right. Uh, where uh, he's like, yeah, you're dating her for her personality or because she has big cha-chas. And it's sort of like this moment of maybe he really yeah. does like his sister and, like, is it can and sees right I, through Jay. I, I think but, I think that was actually a pretty realistic read on a character, other than nobody says bodacious boobs. I mean, you know, no one's ever have an, said that. Maybe uh, an eighty-eight. Maybe, but uh, I mean, like the fact that the fact that like you know he gets at her nerves. He he yeah. he, he treats her as much of a pest as she treats him. Mm-hmm. But she, but he's also protective of her at, at the same time. You know, that's that's although he does sell her out for a dollar. I mean, you know, it's it's nineteen eighty eight dollar to a kid, yeah, yeah. But he he gives some pushback on it, and you know, I think yeah. he just realized that he wasn't going to leave until he yeah. told her some told him something. Well, he does say you will be right. too chicken to crash it anyway. Right. Like, I'm just saying that was I, a really go. yeah that was a really fleshed out uh, sibling relationship for just one scene. I mean, yeah, it really worked. Well, I think there's a lot going on in Judy's house in a very, very short period of time that uh, is probably not intentional, but I read into it anyway right. because that's oh, what yeah. I do. But I mean, like, mom is wearing sweats and right. doing bad baking. Uh, dad's nowhere to be found. Brother's acting out. I, I have this feeling that there's supposed to be some kind of idea that, and that maybe Sal was was uh, symptomatic of this. That they dad's somewhere out of the picture. Like dad right. abandoned them, and okay. that's why Judy kind of like is is sort of like gravitating like, towards these shadier characters maybe maybe i mean again it's just something that i i was just like i wonder why mom is specifically in like sweats right and doing bad baking like there's an overcompensation thing going on here i don't know a a depression thing going on here um but it's probably all just me making shit up yeah i think it was just i I think that's accurate i mean uh there was she there was this strange reaction she gave to the to the brother misbehaving and he wasn't Mm -hmm. being like overly crazy but she had this moment of like 
she paused and like mm-hmm. stared at like, Urgh. Mm, right. <laughs> and it was like this weird overreaction to something. Yeah. I think you're right. I think there is, yeah. a, uh, whether they intended or not, there's a lot happening <laughs> at yeah. Judy's house. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happening at Judy's house. It's really, really kind of weird. And there's a lot going on in this friggin' neighborhood. I mean, we got an old man yeah. who's about to put razor blades in apples. <laughs> like, this is a, it's a pretty Again. Pessim- Again. Yeah. It, it lo- because at the end, it said, you know, why do you always buy so many apples? <laughs> so so he's been doing this for he's how long? He's been doing this for every year, I mean, yeah. And by 1988, if 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 a house has given away apples for, for Halloween, you you already know before you start trick-or-treating and you don't go there anyway. So nobody's going to get hurt. Well, the movie, she does, well she <laughs> right. says at the end of the movie, like, there weren't many trick-or-treaters. So there's right. all these apples. And so she put right. razor plates in his pie somehow. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What a great way to add the movie, though. That was, uh, that it's, was it's a that really was great. great little yeah. aside, yeah. Right. Uh, bookend to a, a movie that uh, it's kind of out of place, but it really mm-hmm. does work. I think that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Sal. Uh, Sal is to me it also is indicative of one of the uh, of how many this movie is pretty has a lot of I think twists in it. I think there's a lot of real surprises in this film, and one of them is that Sal gets bumped off at right. the end of the of Act Two. I think we expect him to live through the movie and Raj to die. Right, like Roger's gonna bite it because, yeah. and it's something that uh, the uh, I'll never forgive the the. I mean, it's an amazing documentary anyway, the film noir documentary. If you haven't seen it mm-hmm. on Shutter, the uh, history of black characters in in horror film, didn't mention Roger. Right, didn't mention my boy That's Roger. That's right. Yeah. Never, he never got brought up, and I'm like, but uh, yeah, but he was like, one of the first black guys to live. You know, the whole the way it, through it was, and it be a hero. It wasn't common. Yeah. Right. Well, he wasn't even he wasn't even a hero until the very very end. Like he makes right. one one action at the end of the film to make himself a hero. Other than that, uh, he's kind of a coward, but he's also probably the smartest man in horror <laughs> right. film history. Yeah, because he's like, you know what? I'm out. I I'm forget out. this. Yeah. He literally just runs away from danger <laughs> at all right. times. I mean, it's it's the smartest strategy I've ever seen in a horror film. Yeah, and like. <laughs> And like the fact that like when he does try to leave with you know with the with the girl you know he remembers where the gate is. In most of these movies, like people mm-hmm. just walk around for four hours and like <laughs> like it was somewhere. He's like, no, it was right here. Yeah, I know where it was. Yeah, I just gone. walked through this gate yeah. an hour ago. I'm not you know I don't have a mental issue. You know? <laughs> right. And then yeah, he does remember it at the very end as well. And he's right. like, we have to find the gate. And he's like, there is no gate. We have to problem right. with the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he's like, I remember this piece of information and it was because, right. and I found out the piece of information because I wasn't interested in being at a horror party. Like, <laughs> I didn't really understand what freaked him out at the beginning though. I didn't really get that. He, he like went in the other room, he screamed, he came back all shook. And then they're like, we found a mirror. Well, I think he saw his own <laughs> reflection and panicked. Yeah. Uh, I think that was supposed to be the idea. It just, I think that was the idea, but it didn't really play that way. I don't know. It just played like, like something else happened but we didn't get to see it and we never got to hear about it and we got a really uncomfortable joke out of that yeah, too yeah, with yeah. Sal, Sal going oh, okay. like what's the matter Rod white as a ghost right yeah um, I, didn't Although, catch I admit that. I giggled a little bit going oh it's, no it's a, pretty, it's a pretty it's a pretty mean joke right? but it's, a, right. it's delivered very well yeah, yes by, uh, yeah. Um, by what what's that uh, Gallo right Sam yeah. uh, that was uh, uh, not Vincent Gallo that's a different guy but um, I forget his first name. Um, but any, but anyway, yeah. So like, but yeah, Roger uh, is just a, a phenomenal character in the sense that he just right. keeps running away. Um, and uh, so they set up Sal as the hero, and then he gets killed, and then we're left with Raj and Judy, right. who neither one of them inspire a particularly huge amount of confidence. Right. Um, and so we watch these two sort of run around trying to get away, which is an interesting concept. And I think that at that point 
part of me thinks that the audience just begins to think that everyone's going to get bumped off, that right. no one's going to live through this movie. Is that something you guys think is true or did uh, from your perspective? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, I, I definitely didn't think two of them would make it out at the end. Yeah, right. yeah. I th- yeah, I think we're left with the idea of either that either Judy will find a way to make it out of this alive or nobody will make it out of this alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Raj becomes this pleasant surprise in the sense that he can actually make it out alive. Um, and at a time with that way, it wasn't common. No. Um, and I think on the uh, documentary, even even not as uh, as a black man, even just as a male character, like he shows a lot of you know intelligence and um, you know drive to 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 figure out a way out of this problem instead of just running at it headlong, you know, with the right. with a baseball bat. You know, he's trying to figure out like like the scene where she's hanging off the roof, and he's like, "No, just move a little over to where you can drop down one story instead of three. Yeah. You know." It's, he shows a level of thinking that's not common in these sort of, you know, kind of slasher type films, I think. But I think one of my favorite all time moments in this movie is they're surrounded in the room and he's, you won't get me. And he just dives out of a window. Right. Um, it, it's just fantastic. Uh, yeah. And, and like, then he lands going, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was literally intending to just commit suicide rather right. than let them have him. And he made it out alive. Um, there's a little bit of problematic things with Roger, though. I think that the, the daddy was a preacher. Yeah. Yeah. he taught me how to bit. pray real good it was great, but real yeah. good yeah it, it was a very uh, i don't want to sound in you know impolite but it's it's not a very minstrel showy the way you, you said that line you know oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've seen jokes before uh rather mean-spirited jokes that roger's mm-hmm. costume is a a, a slave on amistad kind oh, of thing it's oh. like I, I didn't put that together that yeah way. and i'm like it once Ooh. once i heard it Rough. i looked at yeah. it and i was like you can see it that way if you want to other than the eye patch which he doesn't wear right i kept thinking he worked at the same place as judge reinhold and uh um was it <laughs> oh yeah fast, fast times at risk high. High. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now roger's relationship with stooge is a little bit confusing i think why they hang out exactly right. i mean I, I get the impression and also um helen is with them as well. And I get the impression that uh, Helen is the type of girl that if we saw her at school that day, she probably had the torn jeans, anarchy jacket, like teased hair, kind of late 1980s sort of punk rock thing and probably smoking weed with them. That's why she's with them. Um, And I think there's definitely an idea that like if if that Porky's like sex comedy happened, Raj and Helen would have gotten together at the end of this movie. Right. Um, But Helen's... We don't get a lot of information about Helen. She gets bumped off pretty early. Um, right. Any thoughts on on some of the lesser characters, uh, Franny or Helen? I wanted more Franny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that she said, like, "Have you ever made it in a coffin?" Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I want more of her. She seems fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, Max says, "Max says you ever made it? I've never made it in a coffin before." She's like, "Me neither." Like she's all into it. Oh right? yeah. She's like yeah. we're totally gonna do this instead of a coffin. Yeah. And then we have the really fun comedy sequence of of them trying to have sex in a coffin. <laughs> right. And it's not going my dad's Volkswagen. Well. Yeah, it's boost my brother's V Dub. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, but yeah, and I, I love that moment. Um, and I love that when Stooge is, is killing them, Max yells out, "Not now!" Right. Um, <laughs> right. um, later would be better, Stooge. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're gonna right. rip off my arm, um, but uh, I love that Max pretty much just shows up to give exposition and then nothing else. Yeah, uh, a ton of exposition given off by this guy. 
Um, I kind of, I kind of forgot she was in the movie after she died until she showed up again as a, you know, as a demon as a mo- zombie. As a zombie. Yeah. Like, oh right, that she was here. Right. She'd have, <laughs> he, she'd have a girl with him. Uh, but I also like there little, little subtle moments. Like he goes over to to check out the legend about the underground stream and asks her to come over, and she says no. Like she's like, I'm already tired of this shit. Yeah. Um. And then Judy comes over, and then there's a great moment where Max uh, says, you know, oh, it's uh, the wall marks the stream. And Jay says, well, that's dumb. And he looks at him and goes, well, the wall was built to mark the stream. Like, it's a <laughs> yeah. little bit of like, uh, of like, no, Jay, you're dumb. Um, right. But, uh, and Jay is, Jay's a pretty scummy character. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, very date rapey uh, character Jay. And I feel like we don't mind when he gets his eyes gouged out. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. He deserved that. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what do you guys? Well, uh, so Janice or Sam, what do you guys got? Uh, uh, I'm I'm talking too much on this one. What are you guys thinking? Janice, go for it. Okay. Um, so this is going way back to the beginning while they're in the convenience store. Mm-hmm. Um, just, mm-hmm. And what's Linnea's? Uh, Suzanne. Suzanne. Um, yep. Suzanne's character is doing her Linnea Quigley thing. Yeah. Um, it's maybe really the sad. most maybe the most Linnea Quigley Linnea Quigley thing ever. It's a pretty know. Linnea Quigley moment. But. Oh yeah, um, but I noticed this is how my pandemic has been going. I've been watching a lot of movies over and over again, mm-hmm. and I looked at one of the clerks and said, oh, "That was the friend who gets killed at the construction site in Witchboard," and it nice. was. <laughs> yeah. Well, Witchboard um, was uh, Witchboard was the same filmmaker. That yes, was Kevin S. Tenney. Yeah. Oh. And it is also available on Prime, and we should probably we should do it sometime soon. I, I think Witchboard's Definitely. a fun movie. There's actually a fun little connection between Witchboard and the Night of the Demons franchise as well. Uh, I asked Kevin S. Denny this once on uh, on Facebook, and he didn't give me an answer. He said uh, instead that he was going to do it for a documentary mm-hmm. uh, that was coming up. But Witchboard has a police officer who does magic tricks, mm-hmm. and it's part of that story. And uh, in Night of the Demons 3, which he wrote... Right. The same character shows up. He reuses the character, but not. But they the character gets killed off in both movies, so it's not the right. same guy. So he just reuses the dialogue in two different scripts. Hmm. And I always wonder if there was a reason for that. And he didn't give me an answer, and I, I should ask him again. But because uh, hmm. I don't know if the documentary ever came out, they were supposed to be doing a documentary on the Night of the Demons franchise, right. uh, similar to like Never Sleep Again or Crystal Lake Memories. And I don't know if it ever came out. I, uh, I've looked it up a couple of times, and I keep getting brought back to the uh, Kickstarter page right. for it. So I wonder if there's a rights issue for that, because, I mean, you, it's really hard to find uh, Night of the Demons 3, you know, in, in the States, as far as, like, a copy of it. Yeah. So it might, might, somebody might hold the rights to the third one that's, you know, kind of locking it up. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I know I have a copy somewhere. It's in storage, right. but... Um, uh, you can buy it used on Amazon, but you're right. It's not like it's you can't buy it on Prime. You right. can buy you can get Night of Demons two on Prime. You can get the remake on Prime, right? Um, but you can't get three on Prime, which is interesting. But uh, yes, okay. The guy at the convenience store was also in Witchboard. Yes, uh, right. yeah. um, but I just love that whole scene because they know exactly what they're doing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, it takes the whole trope of '80s blonde girl being like. Um, 
leered at and yeah. just like she's using it she knows exactly what she's doing and i yeah. i love that and, she's like and, you idiots mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then and then they ripped off that scene for some aerosmith video like 10 years later or <gasps> you're right yeah because that was the one with alicia silverstone mm-hmm. and uh scary Liv, Liv, Liv tyler, Liv tyler yeah tyler. steve tyler's daughter being a sex <laughs> pot in her dad's video which is not at all creepy not at all um, <laughs> Yeah, I was watching that. I'm like, I'm like, hey, hey, that looks familiar. Yeah. I also, also loved that nobody in the store cared that they were doing that. That Angela right. was just walking through, like stuffing everything into a giant trick or treat bag. Oh, you mean care. like none of the other customers? None yeah. of the other yeah. customers. They were just like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, usually a co- another customer like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, shut up, you're ruining this for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's like, there's like, there's like a weird sort of dystopia happening in this movie in this community for some reason. Yeah, this is like, not a good town to live in. I no, think. no. I mean, like, well, first of all, there's a, apparently it's large enough that they have a drive for the homeless. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you're right. Like the people at the store just don't even pay attention to the fact that this right. underage girl is stealing things from the store. I mean, that 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 old guy who dies at the end, who it turns out, you know, is just an absolute piece of shit. Like right. he gets like you know assaulted like twice before he That's you true. Know, meets the third woman and, and goes off the handle, in, you know, a very rough manner. Yeah. But you know, you can kind of see it. Like everybody's just an asshole here. You know, it's and no one's guarding Hull House. There is no right. no security in Hull House whatsoever. Right. Um, it, are but, there cops in this movie? I don't think there are any cops in this we movie. We never see any cops no. in this movie. No. no. And they never say we have to call the cops or right. anything. It's no. Right. No. Once 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 That's trying weird. to escape becomes uh, an issue in the movie. It's like mentioned like twice, and they just never mention it again. Like right. it, it's just like Sal tries to get out, realizes he can't get out the front door. Right. Runs back into the house, and then Roger, you know, other than the can't find the gate, it's never mm-hmm. really brought up again. In fact, he gives up and just yeah. sleeps in, goes to sleep in the car. That was that was the thing that I didn't get about like the second half of the movie when everybody's trying to escape. Like, okay, so Roger figured out that you can't escape. Like it's you know, like an Evil Dead kind of situation where the woods change around you. You know, you can't get out. Right. Nobody else really really picked up on that. So like, it's like, why aren't they trying all the windows and the doors and trying to pry off? You know, well, the there's no, there's that, no, there's one of those things like this movie doesn't have, the most horror films have, is there's no congregation of characters discussing the scenario. Right. Um, once that's it be, starts. That's like, because the first 40 minutes is all dialogue, and they just decided yeah. to, the second half to just pull the brakes off the, the, the fucker and just go with it. Yeah. And they kill off uh, half the cast within the first 10 minutes of that. Like, right. like Angela's already possessed, Suzanne's already possessed, uh, and then it doesn't take long for Stooge and, and Jay to bite it. Right. And then what we have left is Roger, Judy, and mm-hmm. Sal. And there's no point where the four, the three of them ever stop to compare notes. They're always running away. They're always right, you know, bailing. So I mean, there's so yeah, it's never really brought up again about the idea of escape. They're just trying to figure out a way to survive right. over a short period of time. The closest we get to slowing down is the two of them in the is Judy and, and Raj in the crematorium. Right, and that's right near the end. So that was just like you know, yeah. like a take a breath moment. It's not even a very long sequence. Yeah, and it's the only it's, bit of exposition yeah. once the plot gets going. Is like her right. her deciding uh, that sunrise will save them. Right, uh, for whatever reason. Whatever reason. You know, right. Yeah. Based on based on what uh, uh, Helen said earlier in the film. That's basically yeah. what they base it on. Yeah, I guess she did piece it, it together. Make sense. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I was in this crazy thing happening on Halloween night, I'd be like, you know what? This is all happening. I'll buy right. into it that 
sunlight. Yeah. We get yeah. out of yeah. here. It's fine. Sure, sure. Once Halloween is over. Uh, yeah, once, it does once you figure out you're in a horror movie, it's easy to, to, to know what you have to wait for, I guess. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do uh, I do love um I do love Judy in this movie. I think that mm-hmm. she's a, a wonderful, wonderful character. Um she's so innocent. Right. Like that we want to protect her. Uh, according to the doc, according to the commentary on this movie, she was originally supposed to be dressed as Red Riding Hood. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and uh, she and they decided instead to do Alice in Wonderland for two reasons. One was Red mm-hmm. would tend to read to an audience as slutty, right? Um, and they wanted her to be innocent. So Blue was innocent, Red is not. And the other one was they said it would it would create a sense of uh, surreality. Right. That would allow them to break mm-hmm. rules, where they were like yeah. the house is bigger on the inside than it should be. That type of thing is all beca- we subconsciously accept that because she's Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you but guys think that that's BS, or what do you guys think? Absolutely, and they did it much better than um, Rob Zombie did in House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> right. The dream. The, the, you mean the you mean the dream sequence where nobody ever fell asleep or woke up? Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Rob Zombie. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's bullshit. I mean, I think you know that's that's actually because I mentioned in the in the documentary on the uh, special edition as well that you know they used it to, to wallpaper over you know some logical gaps. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really come across like that to me on screen. Um, I, I just kind of spent the whole time trying to figure out where her being dressed as Alice in Wonderland was going to become part of the plot because everybody else had generic costumes. And she was Alice in Wonderland. And I'm like, okay, so when do we get to Wonderland? Right. Um, and it, you know, so it, it kind of confused me a little bit. I, okay. So you don't I can see it... why they did I, I don't think going with Riddle Red Riding Hood would have worked any better, but I don't, I don't know if it. Well, I think either way, either yeah. way, I think you have an idea of, a, of, a, of a, an innocent in a dangerous scenario. Yeah. I think either yeah. way. Uh, but I thought, I thought it was going to come directly into play into the plot or the metaphor somehow, and it never really did. Yeah. I mean, does this movie have a metaphor, though? I don't believe it does. <laughs> no. I, I, yeah. But, you know, like I said, you know, I watched this maybe once every five years. And, you know, I watched it three times this week. Um, so oh, that kind of broke right. that record. Yeah. Um, and uh sam so sam is always over prepared yeah he goes way over the top with these uh with these podcast episodes right well i like to do, i like to have something to say regardless of how it goes um, <laughs> but yeah so like i was trying to you know dig into like and i didn't watch the uh the documentary until last night after mm. i was you know done with both of my walkthroughs and was going to watch it again before the podcast today and i'm like okay they're going to explain this it's going to make sense it's going to be like there's going to be a reason why she's stressed as Alice and they're like She's dressed like Alice in Wonderland so that you know that we don't give a shit, that, that we're not making sense. I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Even though I do I, think... Yeah. I, I always see that as, like, yeah, the, the girl going on a journey and things right. are going to get real weird and real surreal. And yeah, she's right. going to have to figure her way out of this it's, crazy world. And right, like, that's just kind of how I always see yeah, Alice. It, it's like when you mentioned, like... Alice in Wonderland is one of the big ones. Um, like if you mentioned like Romeo and Juliet in your story, you're you're gonna start looking for how that plays into your story. It's just one of those things that like if somebody mentions it, I have to start thinking about it. <laughs> I have to start, sure, you know, sure. figuring out why they chose what they chose. Um, 
especially since you know to have her dressed like the Alice in Wonderland from the Disney movie is 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 a little risky to do in a movie when you're you know Disney's out there being litigious as ever. Um, maybe they were a little bit le- maybe they were a little bit nicer in '88. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. No. Maybe they just didn't notice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wait, I mean, did this fly under Disney's radar? Maybe. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's not yeah. shocking, right? Uh, I just, I just found out that in 2022 they're going to open a Night of the Demons uh, park at Disney World. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. bought it. They bought it between the time we started this podcast and right now. So, sure, sure. No, that sounds I, about right. I would right. not say that's impossible. Right. No. <laughs> No, right next to the Pirates of the Caribbean. Exactly. Uh, Where you can see Raj. <laughs> Raj, right. He crosses over. Same, they yep. use the same actor twice. Yep. Because um, Disney's very litigious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. But I mean, I, I, again, I think actually, I think most of the characters that wear costumes, I actually right. do feel like they are indicative of something of their personality, though. Like, I think um, uh, maybe not Roger. So much. I was gonna. But, I was about, about to ask about Raj. I'm like, what, but what like is that? Max is just the doctor. He's about to play doctor, right? Um, right. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, she, the other one, his girlfriend dresses as Peter Pan. Uh, you know, never grows up. She's gonna, you know, right. uh, and like Stooges, of course, has a pig nose. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. it doesn't get any more obvious than that. And even and he's Ellen, got the laziest costume of all of them, which really, you know, fits his character because his character is kind of, you know, slovenly and, you know, kind of a gross slob. So yeah. he's just like, wait, 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 oh, yeah. I found this pig nose, you know. A uh, fat guy, I'll wear a pig nose. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, can we I, talk Can we talk a little bit about his uh, mohawk mullet, his mohullet? I absolutely think we can. <laughs> I, I, wow. I think we must. That was a very, very 1988 haircut, uh, if I've ever seen one. And Absolutely. You know, if a ten-year-old me saw it, I'm like, "Oh, that dude's a badass." Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my hair cut like him. You know, <laughs> you kind, of, you kind of do, but uh, uh, you it's, know. In, it's unintentional, though. I, think. I, it's, I was, it's... I was gonna shave the sides for this, but then I didn't realize we were actually gonna, you know, actually put a video up, so I didn't right. want to do it for nothing. Sure, sure. Maybe, well, ho- maybe, maybe for Halloween. Maybe, maybe for the Halloween party. Yeah, but maybe for the Halloween episode, <laughs> you can, uh, you can just, have, just go full right. stooge, man. Full yeah. stooge. And yell, eat a bowl of fuck. Yep, eat eat a bowl of fuck. Um, Uh, One of my all-time favorite lines ever. Did did you see he cribbed? He got that from John Belushi. Did you see that the Uh, documentary? But he talks about a little bit. Like he, I guess John Belushi uh, wanted to do that during Second City, one of their Second City, uh, you know, things. Okay. And you know, one of their live shows, and they told him, "No, you cannot do it." This, you know, but. This is back when you couldn't say shit like that, you know, and not get arrested. Mm. Um, so he just went on stage and immediately screamed that. And they, they, <laughs> they, uh, they, I guess they uh, suspended him for two weeks for it. Sounds that's a very John Belushi so, story. So yeah. the act, so the actor who played him, you know, was like, was like, had just read the uh, biography of John Belushi. He's like, I need to do this. And you know, he's talking to the director. He's like, Can I do this? And he's like, Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. All right. We know where it'll fit in. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And there's I a do very love... and, there, and there's a very uh, Bluto Blutowski kind of energy to to him yeah. as well to the character, so it, it fits. Yeah, I think that's very intentional. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I was gonna say, like Helen, I think is also dressed. She's supposed to be, I think, a little bit new agey, and I think she's dressed as mm-hmm. like a fairy. Right. I'm not. Yeah, sure I didn't know what she was supposed to be. <laughs> she has like the wreath, right. which feels to me very very pagan. Uh, I thought maybe she was. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I don't know. I want to be too read into it too heavily and be like it's you know it's uh shakespeare's uh 12th night right. kind of reference but uh you know 
um, Titania, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. But uh, that again is probably just me nah, making yeah, shit I, up. I, I, I think that's above the film's rating level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No offense uh, to the film. Yeah, it's, lovingly it's said. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what do you what do you think about uh, about Stooge Janice? What, what what? I feel like I've met Stooge. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we've all met Stooge. Yeah. And he's always stuck in the mid '80s, and he's disgusting. Right. But he somehow right. always shows up at your parties. <laughs> so here, he's here, disgusting. Here, he's here's but... my here's my theory about that, and it kind of goes back to a little bit of what we touched on. Like like I'm pretty sure Stooge knows how to get beer. I'm pretty right. sure yeah. Stooge knows how to get weed. We mm-hmm. know Stooge has a car of his own. That you know the, all these things are are currency in high school life. Yes. Um, also, he's the kind of you know bully kind of person, kind of asshole who like uh, a lot of people you know kind of he nags them into into submission and they're like okay well, we're friends now and he won't you know call me an asshole today you know <laughs> that kind of thing um yeah he's a very un- unpleasant character I'm, i was not a f- i liked his performance i liked the dude playing him but right. oh yeah he was great <laughs> 10 seconds around that character i'm like i'm gonna go i don't know anywhere else i'm gonna go <laughs> um, explore this haunted right. funeral parlor now i right. did i i loved i loved his uh jack-o'-lantern underpants those were pretty great, <laughs> That's pretty great. yeah let me get me a pair of those and again it, he, he mentioned that they wanted him to do a full moon in, in the video in the, in the movie, and he's like, "No, you don't. You're not paying me enough. No, <laughs> paying me enough to show my so ass." They, yeah. But they kept trying to say, "Like, oh, the jack lantern's not really coming across on the cameras. You know, can you do this?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "I think it works better with the jack lantern, to be honest." Oh yeah. 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 Well, let's, I mean, let's let's talk about nudity in this movie. There's not that <laughs> oh, much. Oh boy. <laughs> but right, yeah. Even the Linnea Quigley scene, you know, it's it's uh, at the beginning. It's not technically nudity, but you know, it's. It's oh, but there. the lipstick scene the lipstick. is yeah. definitely there. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's talk about that. That's one of my <laughs> all-time favorite gags in any horror film. Uh, right. It's such a simple gag. Yeah, there's it's three just... things that immediately come to mind when I think of uh, Night of the Demons after I realize we're not talking about the movie Demons by, you know, Bava. <laughs> which we had how, a... how, many, how many times did I have to tell you that, Sam? Like three? I don't know, three or four. Like, yeah. we were planning this out. I'm like, oh, I love Demons. I watch that all the time. And he's and then I'm like, a little bit later, I'm like, wait, we're talking about Night of the Demons. Okay, we can do that too. <laughs> Sam, well, if you're Sam... watching the one with the movie theater, you're watching right. the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also have another movie from like the 50s on my shelf behind me that's Night of the Demon. Yeah, but that's neither here, yeah. here or there. That's a great um, one too, yeah. When I think of the movie, at first I think of Linnea Quigley's scene at the at the Quickie Mart. Mm-hmm. Then I think of the lipstick scene, and then I think of the uh, razor blade scene. And then maybe if there's time left over, I think of that uh, that really awesome dance number. <gasps> Bauhaus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah by <laughs> Bauhaus. You know, one of their yeah. best songs. Janice and I know each other from uh, where we met was actually a, a goth club yeah. called, oh, nice. called Plague. <laughs> Underneath, in the basement right. of the uh, basement of the asylum, it's now called uh, what's it called now? Aura. Yeah. Aura. That's funny because we have a we have a goth club in in our city um, that's uh, the Chamber, and it's in the basement of another nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you know, like, so we're watching that scene. I was watching it with my wife the other day because she hadn't seen the movie before, and you know, why not give her a chance to to riff it with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, screw in that light bulb because the way the goth girls always dance, like they're screwing in an invisible light bulb on the ceiling, you know? 
Oh, Angela was so cool, though. Oh, yeah, she was great. <laughs> like, if I would have, she, she danced really right. well. <laughs> I, I tell you, if I would have seen this, uh, Nathaniel, how old were you when you saw this the first time? You said Probably like 15, 16, yeah. Okay. If I would have seen this, yeah, between like 12 and 16, first of all, it would have woken a lot of things in me. <laughs> and it, it definitely would have fed into my, you know, like, oh, goth girls are the best kind of, kind of you know, yeah, mentality. That, that, right. I'm, right, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, uh, it definitely would have sho- you know shoved the fetish up a couple of notches even you sure, know. <laughs> sure. Well, Amelia Kincaid, I believe, actually was a trained dancer. Yeah, she was a jazz she, dancer, uh, I guess, uh, and um, uh, exotic, I believe, right. as well. I think on the commentary they talked about once they all she actually was. Yeah, she was like performing a backup nearby. Sh- right, she was a backup yeah. dancer for Cher at one point. Um, yeah. Oh wow. Her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kept so, trying to find a little cut scene to see if they right. had a body double, which it seems like for that movie they wouldn't have. No, budget, no, she she she, was she great. choreographed it. She yeah. also choreographed the she scene. Choreographed so the yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, two Bauhauses, uh, uh, Stigmata Martyr. Yeah, Stigmata Martyr. <laughs> and that's uh, up there. That's up there with any you know sort of like Tony Basil dance number that's been choreographed for a film. I think you know it's it's definitely. It's great. It elevates the scene a lot, yeah. you know. And uh, mm-hmm. that's the way that scene is is hit too. Is there are these nice little uh, quick cuts mm-hmm. that show her like as if she's teleporting throughout right. the room. And the only and then and then they cut to Sal in the chair, kind of being like, "Wait, am I seeing this?" Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a very very clever effect. Um, mm-hmm. Is it the strobe light just playing with your eyes? Or, but no, it's yeah. actually cuts. They're actually doing cuts right. to make her appear like she's appearing in different places in the frame. Um, you don't see a lot of strobe lights in movies no. at all. No. This was actually like an odd set strobe light. You could tell from the way it was it was yeah. shot. Because mm-hmm. those are really hard to sync up with the camera shutter. Found in the closet of uh, her of a mother's a former acid head mother. Right. Oh, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah the 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 breast uh, the uh, lipstick and the breast. Uh, wow. Bit Oof. is a great bit. And all that yeah. was was Linnea Quigley uh, kneeling behind a fake chest, right? A fake chest and that they did. made out of gelatin, so it would look more realistic. Yeah, and it looked and, pretty. It looks. It looks great. Well, um, yeah, because the way yeah. The, the guy, the guy who did the effects, you know, did stuff for like you know Ghostbusters, and this was his yeah. first. Uh, this was his first, you know, one where he actually led the effects team. Yeah. So he wanted to go next level, and you know, he took it overly seriously and kind of got into some butting head situations about the budget and stuff like that oh i'm sure but um yeah but yeah like you know he he, he made this fake chest out of gelatin and he said you know uh, that you know it worked so well that after she pushes the lipstick and the thing sealed itself up so you couldn't even see the hole anymore yeah that wasn't that wasn't really intentional it just you know happened to be you know, the properties of the chest piece that helped it along yeah yeah. And I feel uh, like what's even creepier about that is nobody else is in the room with her while she does that. Right. It's just like this creepy, weird thing she and, does all by herself. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's absolutely a propos of nothing. You know, it doesn't it doesn't affect the plot, it doesn't do anything, but it's it's just like, whoa, what just Yeah, happened? no one walks yeah. in going, Oh my god. Right. And every time <laughs> I've like I said, I've shown this part I've shown this movie at parties and like right. get together so many times and that that spot never ceases to get a re- a response from the right. from the viewer. They've never seen it before. They go, "Oh my god!" or they're grossed yeah. out. Or uh, I think last Halloween I watched it with a friend of mine, and and that scene came up, and she like audibly gasped. She was like, <laughs> right. like you know, like and she was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. I was not prepared for that image. And um, that scene, that scene makes it into so many mixtapes too. Like yeah. there's people who you know do horror mixtapes, you know horror films, you know scenes put together, or you know even mixtapes where they just have you know 
nonsensical movies mixed together. There's, there's almost always that 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 shot's going to be in there somewhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which right. shows you know how great it, it came off. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. So that the dance scene. Uh, mm-hmm. Janice, any other scenes in particular you want to uh, you want to talk about? Okay, the dance scene obviously my favorite. Right. Um, mm-hmm. One thing, one that I didn't quite get, and I don't know if maybe you saw it as comedy, but it's when the two that died in the coffin, when they mm-hmm. kind of stand up and do this zombie. Right. Yeah. Like, was, do you think that was supposed to be funny? <laughs> or was it just the acting I, style? Because I, I genuinely laughed and loved it. Like, I, I think it. so. <laughs> I think so. Um, it it came off as on purpose. I I don't think it was you know. Well, this is it's it's right after the hand gag too. Right. The hand mm-hmm. jumps up and grabs her by the ankle, which I think right. is again supposed to elicit a laugh, not so much a, a scare. Because right. mm-hmm. once because once you know every after they you know kill off half the cast and start running around the house you know willy nilly, uh, it becomes almost like you know like going to a haunted house. You know you go, mm-hmm. go in this room and this happens. Or go in this room and this happens. Go yeah. this, and I think I think that was probably on purpose. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of humor in this movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My yeah. my biggest um, complaints about the film are that I think it's uh, I think I think it didn't do me any favors that I've seen like you know Return of the Living Dead a million and a half times, and then I've seen like you know Evil Dead movies a million and a half times. Sure. Before I've seen another and like a lot of the a lot of it seems you know maybe not taken from them but inspired by them same kind of feeling but working a little less good um as it okay you again mean, nothing against the movie it's, it's a fun movie i like you know right 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 but it's not you know up here where you guys are at you know with it sure sure i mean yeah, i think there's something to be said about that i think that right. uh, yeah that the film uh, is like is even definitely... going back even going back to the characters i mean return of the living dead like you know they all felt like punk characters in one click you know maybe the tom cruise guy maybe looks a little weird with the rest of them but um right and tom matthews actually has a job so he's not dressed maybe out as much like a punk as he normally would right but, you know they feel like a click and this like i said they felt like they all came from you know different clicks and just kind of got together for one day for yeah. some reason yeah but i think there's some influences here from stuff like evil dead Right. And, well, I mean, uh, the mirror—the shot where the mirror falls over is, the, is such a ramey shot that I'm surprised you know they didn't mention it in the brilliant shot too. Yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, the uh, the the everybody showing up the reflections of the pre, uh, broken piece right. of glass. Yeah, fantastic mm-hmm. shot. And that was something I wanted to touch on really quick. Is um, mm. I didn't feel like there was enough of an inciting incident to start this whole thing off. Okay. They were doing the seance, but the seance never really got underway. Um, they, they just went to black and everybody freaked out and that was it. But it didn't feel like, you know, like in Evil, uh, Evil Dead, you you have the whole book reading. You have the shot mm. of the woods awakening. I, I felt like this this house did never really had a point where it really started to okay. work on them. And I don't, I don't know if I'm just misreading it or not. What do you guys uh, feel about that? Well, it's, a, it's I don't even call it misreading. It's, it's just the way you read it. Right. Um, which is totally fine. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Jens? Um, I saw it as, I mean, I grew up, I was a girl in the 80s and mm-hmm. early 90s. We did seances. We did Bloody Mary. Right. We did yeah, all we that. Did. And Light as a feather, we, stiff as a board. Oh, and yeah. All that. Right. So in my, like, as it, going back to my like 12 year old mind, I had it like, oh no, this totally makes sense that if they did right. this wrong or stopped, right. 
like mm. something bad would happen. <laughs> it right, was, but it was my like preteen girl brain yeah. going, no, that makes sense. I, I get it. <laughs> it just felt like it started and stopped so suddenly that you didn't get a get a chance to really show on screen that you know the power had awakened, like, mm-hmm. or that it 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 was wait or that it was awakened waiting for for its way to get out. Like it should have had like one more shot in there of the of the weird you know anglerfish looking skull head. That was um, cool. I like coming that. <laughs> like maybe breaking through the mirror or you know something where it where it made it a little more obvious that this okay now shit's about to go down. I don't know. Well, they had the banging, the, right? The banging sounds mm-hmm. and the three smells. I thought that all set up. Mm-hmm. But that was reasonably that was, well. Yeah, but that was after that happened, and I'm like, well, there, you know, I don't know. It just it, you, it okay. You just feel like there's need a, 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 a little bigger, more, little bigger, bigger to push do with the inciting incident. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I think that's fair. I get that. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so we're gonna we're running down low on time now. Uh, mm-hmm. So Janice, any last thoughts on Night of the Demons you uh, would like to share with us? I just think it's super fun. Everyone who everyone who loves Halloween should watch it. Um, It is fun. It's Angela's awesome. (laughs) I love her character before she's possessed. I feel like she has a lot of attitude and sass. And she um, she went on. She went on to do both of the sequels. Correct. She did. She did. I've only seen one and two. I have not seen the sequels. Uh, Oh, check them out. Yeah, I'll check out the second one at least. (laughs) I was going to say, we should come back and do like uh, two next year, maybe three the year after that if you want. There you go. (laughs) There is actually a remake that's actually halfway decent too. Um, It's it's okay. It's not good. All right, so we can get you locked in for four years right now. Yeah. Yeah. Get those Um, calendars ready. And yeah, I I love the two people who make it through to the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. You never think, honestly, you never think Roger's going to make it through. No. it's wonderful that they do mm. <laughs> and they're walking out kind of walking like they just well they literally did just come through okay. hell walk through hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and i love it it's fun mm-hmm. it's doesn't make a ton of sense and i don't mm-hmm. think it has to to be able to enjoy to. it no. no i don't think it has to either uh okay so well thank you janice for uh for joining us um we'll hopefully have you on again uh sometime in the near future yeah, uh, thanks for hoping, having me. Yeah, we're hoping to get you for the uh, the Halloween party, but we'll. Uh, uh, real quick before we before yeah. we wrap up, I did yeah. want to mention that Linnea Quigley has a uh, dog rescue organization called oh. uh, Linnea Quigley's Moulin Rouge. Uh, if you guys want to help her out, uh, check it out. You know, because she's rescuing dogs now. Awesome. And she's Absolutely. a lovely woman. I've met her a few times. She's 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 awesome. Uh, so check her check that out. See if you can give her a hand if you can. That's Save some dogs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you, Janice. So, uh, Sammy, we'll uh, we'll start doing the signing off here. All right. Um, All right. Thank you. Should I sign thank off? Thank you. Coming. You you can if you'd like. All right. All right. Bye. So Talk to you bye. soon. Bye. Bye, Janice. Take care. Uh, so yeah, we'll sign off now, Sam. Uh, so thank you very much for being here with us uh, this uh, this afternoon or evening or whenever this airs, whenever you listen to it, really. Um, yeah. And uh, again, I am uh, I am Nathaniel. I'm at Film Hertz, and I am Samuel. I'm at Samuel. Yeah, we're on both Twitter. on Facebook, uh, and also the, our Twitter page is at the Devil's Ball, is uh, at Devils underscore at. Uh, look us up there, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we'd always love your feedback. Uh, we appreciate any uh, shares, any uh, any retweets, anything you'd like to give us. We, yeah. we want to hear from you. 
And don't hand out any apples uh, for Halloween. Just yeah, don't hand out apples, razor blades, or no. It's not a bad. It's it's not a right. it's not a good look. Um, but uh, so yeah, that'll be that'll sign us off. Uh, we remind you as usual to keep it positive, keep it constructive, do it all with love. Love yourself. Love your fellow horror fans. And uh, we will say good night, Sam. Want to say good night? All right, stay yeah, safe. Stay kids. safe. So uh, thank you very much. Good night. And Dancing with the devil, oh, the sassy devil, dancing at the devil's ball.